This is a Podfire production. Welcome to the Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs podcast, where every fortnight, your hosts, Adam Shepard and Natasha Price, take a long, hard look at the world through the eyes of two people who believe in grabbing life by the balls and squeezing tighter than Borat in a mankini. The good, the bad, the often cringeworthy, but most importantly, the hilarity that can and often does ensue. If you're looking for fluffy sunshine and rainbows, My Little Pony meets Care Bears type of purity, you've probably come to the wrong place. If you're after good conversation, warped humour, quick wit, a touch of sarcasm, two proud people with disabilities with the no holes barred, leave no stump unturned outlook on life, welcome home. Excellent. Hello, hello, hello. G'day, g'day. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm pretty good. We've got a pretty special guest with us today. I'm a bit excited. Hi, Sal. Hi. Hi. So, <laughs> for anybody watching, anybody listening right now, we have the incredible Sally Pearson with us, and we'll introduce her properly in just a second. But mm. how's your week been, Adam? About the same as yours, actually. Yeah, I know. We <laughs> spend all our time <laughs> together. We you say do. this every week. Yeah, I know. I'm like, I ask you how you're going, and I already know the it's answer. It's kind of our typical greeting it and, is and yeah i'll start but no it's been good we've we've had a good week we have had you, a good week. you've had an awesome week i'm kind of jealous <laughs> oh i know i know i know i got i got my brand new wheelchair yesterday on holy shit i'm excited as you can see that is this is one pretty motherfucker now we've got now we've got the lower <laughs> table you can actually see <laughs> i know it too. i know right hiding. but i feel so tall like i am so much higher in my chair it's ridiculous show off i know I, hey you're getting yours soon so I know. Well, I, I, I'll be taller than that one too. I'll be taller than you I will. am now. Because yeah. <laughs> you know, I have hey, you've got no chance of being tall the height you are, love. I'll, I'll go home and, and, and I'll be able to look at Fletch and go, ha, I'm taller than you again. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think you're going to be getting leg extenders anytime soon though. No, no, probably <laughs> not. No, go, go, Gadget. Go, go, Gadget Legs. I was going to say Gadget Legs, but I haven't got legs. No, so, so yeah. you've got no bloody chance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, anyway, we're going to get into this pretty quickly today because we want to have a decent amount of time we interviewing do. Sally. So, the water cooler. The water cooler. Oh, yeah. I yeah, you know. might I'll actually press play the it. button. <laughs> the water cooler. <laughs> does that make you want to go to the toilet? Because it does It does what with us, I know. <laughs> Every time we hear it, both of us go, oh, we probably should have gone to the bathroom before doing this. <laughs> so yes. the water cooler is our, our generally our first uh, section where we okay. interview people. And it's what, meant what? to be around the water cooler in the office kind oh, of thing. Yeah, right? like a yeah, water cooler chat kind of. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, I'm going to do your bio, Sal. I have okay. stolen this off your website. You'll okay. be pleased to know. So hopefully it's correct. I don't even remember the last time I oh, love yeah. my website. <laughs> I'm a bit like that. Um, Savvy Pearson is one of Australia's greatest Olympians and regarded as the nation's most successful track athlete of all time. It was at Beijing 2008 when Savvy made her Olympic debut in the 100 metre to hurdles, creating history when she claimed silver behind USA's Dawn Harper. Sally's silver medal marked the first time in 40 years that an Australian won a medal in the hurdles. And my insulin pump is screaming at me, so that's always I fun. told you not to die on us <laughs> in this one. Please. No, it's going the other way this time. Oh, I don't know well. first aid. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Soz. <laughs> if you die, well, you know, you mm-hmm. deal with it. <laughs> um, at the 2012 London Olympic Games, Sally became just the 10th female in... Um, 
uh, sorry, female track athlete, Australian track athlete, Jesus Christ, to win a gold medal in the 100 meter hurdles, smashing the Olympic red medal. God's sake. Speak Spit woman. your Speak. words out, Natasha. Smashing the Olympic record in the process, a record she still holds to this day. In 2014, Sally was just... Maybe doing this with high sugars isn't a good idea. Slow down. Slow down. <laughs> in 2014, Sally was bestowed Australia's highest individual honour when she was awarded the Order of Australia for her contribution to sport. Her story is one of triumph, adversity and heartache with career-threatening injuries conspiring against her. She was set to defend her Olympic gold medal title and Olympic record before a serious hamstring injury forced her out of the Rio 2016 Games. Against all odds, she cemented her legacy as the greatest Australian athlete of all time when she mounted the comeback of the decade, coaching herself to win the 2017 World Championship in London. The Australian track queen retired as reigning world champion in 2019 and is now a local um, sports reporter, which is pretty cool. Presenter. Presenter. The reporters oh. do all the work. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Presenter. <laughs> you get the cool job. I get the cool job. <laughs> but welcome. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This no. is super cool. I was pretty honoured cool. when you guys asked oh, me. Look. I was a bit nervous too because today we got we went to the track, didn't we? And you I said, did, so what did. am I in for? <laughs> you, you're in for hell. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we'll look after you. Can I just say your react? Your reaction i will after the the silver will go down as literally i think I, I don't think i don't there's never been a sporting moment a reaction like that that i remember as good and it'd take a bloody big effort to surpass that i think like that'll go down Very in cool. history as, as one of the best or if not the best absolutely yeah it was um it's funny, I, I don't know how you guys have ever trained or um, as an athlete when you're training and you build up all this sort of anticipation before a competition and then you know you're in good shape but it's just about seeing whether you can deliver on the day and yeah. you know what your goals are and you want to achieve them. Obviously there's a lot of uncontrollables around it but when you f finally realise what you were aiming for has come true it's just like, holy shit, that just mm. actually happened. Yeah. And it's it's like you are seriously dreaming. And I had it, it was like an out-of-body experience, really. And and I'm the sort of person that I do wear my heart on my sleeve. Yeah. Yeah. So, But when I'm racing, I'm very much focused. You might have noticed sometimes when I'm racing, I look quite serious or nervous, as some people put it, but I'm actually having the time of my life because yeah. inside there is a party going on. You're in the zone. <laughs> awesome. yeah. But I've got my poker face on because, yeah. you know, I'm trying to focus because if – if I let my emotions out, I'd be exhausted because yeah. there's so much, so much going, going on, on yeah, in your yeah. head and in your body. You're nervous, you're twitchy, you're, you're focused in your brain and then you finish cross that finish line and whatever the result is, that's emotion just pouring out yeah. of you. Yeah. 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 So we don't really want to go over too much old ground today. I mean, we've, people have spoken about your sports career with you a mm -hmm. hell of a lot, but th there is like one thing that I wanted to ask and and certainly this what you just said leads into it when you won Olympic gold and you knew you'd uh, broken an Olympic record did you feel a sense of relief knowing that you actually managed to achieve that goal yeah I think so I um it's so as much as I look excited after that race I think it was more just like oh thank god 
I think yes. it's like Christmas. The build up, the anticipation yep. is yes. so exciting. The day comes, you're like, oh, I can't be fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> it's kind of, and I, I, as much as I wanted to be there, the race is exciting. The anticipation, I mean, the build up right until you race. Like, the race is great, the before the race is great, and afterwards, it's just like, all right, that's done. Let's yeah. go home now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I've, I've ticked it off. I would never change it, obviously. It's, you know, you're Olympic champion. It's mm. the best feeling in the world. But because you were the favourite, you're expected to win. Your ex- your own expectations, you're mm. there to win and you've done it. It's just like, okay, I'm glad I've got that done. Yeah. Can't even imagine what that pressure's like because, you know, you you do, you, you know, for better or for worse, you have, you know, the weight of the world on your shoulders, yeah. weight of the country on your shoulders. Yeah, so. you certainly do. But I think yeah. I thrive off that. Yeah. I yeah. really, I like it because... I only like it when I believe it as well. Yes. So I think you have yep. first and foremost you have to have that self belief mm-hmm. before anybody else. Yeah. Yep. Because if you're going in there and you're injured or you just know you haven't done the work for this, and you, then you still have the weight of the country on your oh shoulders, yeah. Yeah. then you're just like, no, nah, this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> and you, and you end up falling to pieces because of that anyway. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So you've always been a short distance runner yeah. hurdles that kind of thing <laughs> what's prompted you to do a marathon <laughs> i don't know, <laughs> I don't know are, are you seriously <laughs> questioning oh, those life really choices am. right now <laughs> I, really, I, I did my longest ever run yesterday and it was 25 minutes yeah and how <sighs> far was that 13 distance? minutes in i'm like oh my god i've still got so far to go <laughs> <laughs> and every minute and it was like i remember the times it was 13 minutes and 50 seconds I'm like Jesus Christ, I'm like, okay, I'm running along again. <laughs> Fuck, 14.50. Oh, my God. you got to be it's kidding me. Clock watching. It's very different. Uh, hey? It was. Sometimes yeah. it goes really fast, but once you start that clock watching, it takes a long time. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want to go for 42 Ks doing this. I better be feeling bloody good on the day. <laughs> <laughs> so after 25 minutes, how far did you manage to run? I don't know. You my don't coach know. isn't allowing me to count oh, Ks yet. So that's um, interesting. That's kind of a good way to go, I reckon. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. It takes the pressure out of your head. I think so. Because he knows yeah. how my brain will work yeah. and it'll be count, I'll be counting Ks then. I'm like, yeah. oh, I didn't go five Ks today. I only went like four and a half. I'd be disappointed yeah. in myself if I didn't keep achieving the same distance or bettering the distance each time absolute athlete mindset oh yeah absolutely i deal with that with with this one as well it's like (laughs) today we're just going to take it a little bit easy you know 60 70 percent what am i going to get out of that exactly (laughs) (laughs) why not just go home now (laughs) it's called not killing yourself oh no but that's no fun (laughs) (laughs) that's not a challenge at all i want to feel tired after the session The, the good thing though is once you are counting k's you you can also get to that point where you know, okay, I've done 10Ks, I've done 15Ks, yeah. I've done 20Ks. And once you get over the 20K point, you're like, okay, well, I'm halfway now. So certainly when you're marathon training, it's good to know when you've gotten over that halfway point. Is because it? once you've gotten there, you're like, okay, actually, do you know what? That wasn't that bad. Oh, jeez, I've got a long way to go. I'm not even at the 5K yeah, mark yet. Oh, it's um, it's it, tough. Yeah. It is so it hard. Is tough. It's not as fun as sprinting either, I no. must admit. It's mm. not fun. But it's keeping me my mind occupied. It's keeping me fit, and that's I guess one of the goals. I think mm. um, for me to go out and train, you know, you saw you saw me before I mm. announced I was going to do marathon training. I was just doing some two k runs yeah. every now and then, yeah. and I'm like, um, 
it's just boring. Yeah. Yeah. Just running around the track. Yeah. I, oh, I, yeah. I know why distance athletes like to go out on the road or yeah. go into parks or whatever and, and do their training because lap after lap mm. after lap, I couldn't do it. See, a lot of people don't understand me because obviously I'm I'm essentially a marathon athlete. That's mm. how I started off. However, I've moved into sprints now, but they don't understand the whole 100, 200, 400, and then 21K yeah. and 42K. They're like, why? Yeah, but it's I because I can't I can't bear the thought of going around the track and doing a 5K on the yeah. track or whatever because oh, it's boring as batshit. It is. Like, just it running really in is. circles. Oh, forget it. Back <laughs> in the day when I was racing, I you know I, was, I basically did one, two, four, and you know 10K, but 10K on the road. And I did some testing with Griffith Uni with my coach at the time. Mm. Um, and I, for my age, I was sort of high, mi- uh, late teens, mid to late teens. And I had a really t- high VO2 max. And they were like, you need to be doing middle distance. I'm like, fuck that. <laughs> yeah. there, is, no. there is not enough <laughs> money in the world to get me yeah. doing an 8 or a 1500 or a 5k on the track. Like, yeah. Because of the training side of it or because like, cause the racing wouldn't boring take... boring as batshit. But the right? racing wouldn't take that long though. The no. training would be long, but yeah. the racing yeah. would be okay. 800, you know, maybe, you know, two minutes or a shade under two minutes maybe for an 8. But yeah, but no, I was just like, hell no. Yeah. No. So that, but then how do you how do you go from doing sprints to then doing the long distance? It's, it's interesting. <laughs> my my training is really interesting. So I I spend <clears throat> at the moment I'm, it's all sprints. However, n- uh, from this week actually yeah. we're moving back into doing a little bit of road and mixing it in with the sprints. Mm-hmm. And then from about May onwards, I focus on on distance stuff for around about three or four months when I'm in marathon season. But I, th- I think it's easier for wheelchair athletes to be able to do that that transition between between the distance racing and the and the and the sprints. But it, it, it certainly isn't easy getting those quick fibre muscles going and, and just, mm. you know, oh yeah, it's easier to train for the distance than it is for the sprints, yeah. like going that way yeah. and the other way. I, yeah. Distance stuff comes very like going the distance comes mm. very naturally to me, but I I was always um, a hundred meter sprinter as mm-hmm. a as a as a junior able bodied athlete and, and 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 did pretty well. But um, so it, it's I definitely get a lot of enjoyment out of doing sprints. I've, yeah. I I enjoy, I very very much enjoy it. But it's taken me a while to get my starts right mm-hmm. and, and, and start getting back into the swing of things. But having said that, we're only a couple of months into really focusing on the sprint yeah. training and, you know, I'm smashing some big goals. So. Yeah, we, we've, we've sort of looked at, you know, the, the things that needed, you know, working on and, and really, really focused, like starts, of, uh, as you say, are a big one. And, yeah, we've we've been really, really putting good time and effort into yeah. that. And yeah. yeah. But it's um, yeah, it's it's definitely interesting transitioning between the mm. between the two. I I often forget when I'm in that transition phase to because the the technique between distance and sprinting is very very yes. different. Your your push is much mm-hmm. longer. There's um, it, it's much more it's easy going when you're doing the distance stuff yeah. so trying to remember and 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 kind of make myself do those mm. different things when i'm first swapping over is is certainly interesting that's for sure <laughs> i'm saying with me when i'm doing my distance running it's um i gotta remember i don't have to lift my knees up as high as <laughs> yeah. i do on the track when yeah. i'm sprinting i don't have to pump my arms as hard and, and so. it's exactly the same when you're in a chair yeah. you know it's all about getting yeah. the, the power through your chest and yeah. your pecs and pushing but if you, you know you don't have to do that quite so much in a marathon. Yeah. So, because I mean, uh, clearly, I, I don't know a great deal about running, but 
Clearly. Clearly. Yeah, I have no legs. Funny <laughs> that. You've never walked. <laughs> I've never walked. But the the technique for a for a sprinter is is significantly different to a to a marathon runner, mm. isn't it? Like Oh yeah, very yeah, much, much so. Yeah, sort of. Well, as you said it's it's very much about power in the sprints and y- and yeah. you it, the the for me, I th- I think the the most important part about sprinting is the start and getting your reaction right, getting mm-hmm. your drive phase right from the blocks to about thirty meters, like keeping those positions. And you have to be so strong in those positions. People don't, some people don't understand how strong you actually have to be to be a sprinter. More so in your core to, and your stability work. These things are so important yeah. to be able to stay stable as you're running. It's not just like, oh, they're only running 100 metres, it can't be that yeah. hard. It's yeah. like, well, actually, <laughs> yeah, you know, you're realize. going from like zero to max velocity speed in a couple of seconds, and that takes a lot of effort to be able to do that, a lot of strength to be able to do that. Yeah. Marathon running, marathon training, if you can call it that yet, um, it's, it's very different. I feel um, my body can handle it a lot more than what my breathing can. So it's very Mm -hmm. much on the lungs for me at the moment. It's about, and the mental side of it. Mm. So yesterday when I was doing my 25-minute run, um, I think I got to, as I said, 13 minutes. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is so hard, 14 minutes. And I was counting Mm. down the minutes as they were going past. And I got, it was very, I was like, I've got to at least get to 20 minutes before I stop and walk and catch my breath. And I got to 20 minutes, I'm like, no, come on, you can do this. Five <laughs> minutes to <laughs> go, five <laughs> minutes That's that athlete awesome. mindset. And it's just, it's, that, it's, it's that mind games, side isn't it? It, it is. Yeah, it's absolutely. like, you can do this, just keep going. Yeah. Mm. Just go that extra meter, go another meter, go another meter yeah. until you can literally can't and, do it anymore. And, and that will be what gets you through that marathon. Yeah. Um, last year at Gold Coast <coughs> Marathon, I, I had yeah. this um, vision in my head of having a, a really, really good race and it didn't pan out that way for me. I had intense pain from about 2Ks mm-hmm. in and um, I wanted to give up. Like everything in me wanted to give mm. up. My f- my um, strapping that my that keeps my legs underneath me in my race chair broke, so my legs were dragging on the floor. That it was yeah. it was hell. And I, I got to forty two k's, but it was that whole telling myself that I needed to get to that finish line, no matter what. I had to get to that forty two k point, and and it, and that's what keeps you going on a marathon. It's just being focused on what your ultimate goal is, and and if that's getting to the finish line, it doesn't matter what the time was. Mm. It's just getting there that's important. All I can think about asking you is how were your feet afterwards? Were they ripped to shreds? No, they they weren't too bad to be honest. Luckily, um, I I had uh, socks on, so at least I I had that, and it wasn't. It wasn't like they were um, horrendously um, dragging. It was more just my toenails <laughs> that yeah. got that got a little bit cut. <laughs> my toenails were a f- little bit shorter than they were previously. Well, at least, yes. at least had some, I think some marathon runners they don't have toes a yes. lot of the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, yeah, they don't have know, toenails. Right. I mean, toenails. they're black <laughs> and yeah, they're yeah, all moldy. Yeah. So, yeah. so we should probably get in the actual questions. questions. Yeah, yeah, I know. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, aside from kids. What gets you up in the morning? Mm, that's a really good question because I feel um, after I retired from athletics, it was only three months and we'd bought a house and got pregnant. Yeah. So yeah. I don't feel like I've had that point in time where it's just been me. Yeah. yeah. 
and figuring out what does get me up mm-hmm. in the morning. So that's a really good question. I've never been asked before. So oh, good, yeah. good job. Yeah. Thanks. Well <laughs> us interviewees or interview, yeah, interviewees are always like, oh, God, they're going to ask the same, same questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that was a really good one. Oh, well thanks. done. <laughs> 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 but no, it, it, is, it is a question that I do ask myself sometimes and it's, um, I don't know. Mm. I think I really just, I love being here i, I like yeah. i like being alive yeah, yeah. funny that yeah. No, it's, it's 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 enjoyable it's I, yeah. I i i feel like the time is going too fast mm. i don't yeah. i don't everyone's like oh i wish i would just hurry up hurry up and get through the week i'm like don't wish that oh, away no you know way. like Agreed. you know there's so many things that you could be doing so much fun you can be having even yeah. if you exactly. have to go to work yes everybody's got to work and sometimes it's a bit of a down and you have mm. those moments but at the end of the day you're here you're mm. you're living enjoy it while you 100%. can and 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 i think that's the the difference when you're leading a life of passion and purpose when you yeah. when you're doing something you love it makes it very much easier to get up in the morning and and even on the shitty days they don't yeah. feel mm. you know quite so bad and and you know good stuff's still coming so yeah, get more enjoyment out of life we talk a lot about our, you know, um, our circle and you know uh, the team around us for mm. uh, for for Tasha's athletics and the people she has around her and all that. Um, talk to us a little bit about your team when you were competing and you know what that looked like and and who you had in your yeah. In, in what your, stage of my career? Because mm. it, it, towards the end, it was very small. Yeah, like yeah. at the start, very big. Um, you know, you've always got your physio, your coach. Yeah. Your training partner, um, your massage therapist, your psychologist, and that's just five that you can think of. Then you have your mm-hmm. biomechanist. Um, there's there's so many wow. people that yeah. can be a part of a team at the start, and th- I feel and a nutritionist. Mm. Yeah. That's <laughs> great. <laughs> it's, it's it's a big. It can be a really big team. Um, yeah. And sometimes I think that you can pull the overthinking a little bit too much and ha- there can be maybe too many people in your yeah. team. But I also believe that when you're starting out, in, you know, you're doing so well on an international level, but you're so young. I was 21 when I won silver in Beijing, so I was still very much yeah. a baby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need the guidance. You need the advice that you can get off people if you know they are Team Pearson or they mm-hmm. are Team Sally. Um, and they really have uh, the best interests at heart. So I was. I learned a lot at that age. I, I was working very well with my psychologist. We we were a very, very good team. Her and I. Um, she helped me win that silver in Beijing. Mm-hmm. She helped me win gold in London. She was there, um, th- allowing me to say out loud that it was okay to win. You know, I was yeah. very humble, and in Australia, it's like, oh, you're gonna like, you, you sound cocky and yeah. arrogant, like doing poppy syndrome. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is, yeah, and I don't, and I think we need to change that narrative as well and 100%. make it so like, yeah. it's confidence. It's what I believe I can do, and yeah. this is what I want to do. It's um, it's, I'm not putting anyone else down. I'm just pushing myself up to be better than yeah. what I can, what I am. Yeah, um, there's nothing so wrong with that. Yeah, no. So going back to the team thing, yeah, that was at that very early on. There was a big team, and as I. I was developing as an athlete. You, um, I guess, you understand a lot more. You've learnt so much from um, being a younger athlete, and then you you move on with people in your team. You mm. have different people around you, and it got smaller and smaller. Yeah. Um, so by the time I was coaching myself, the main people in my team were me, my husband, my training partner Grant, and my physio. 
psychologist was on and off, but yeah. very much there in the background when I needed her. I didn't need to see her like every month like I was in the beginning, yeah. mm-hmm. um, but definitely there when I needed her. Um, she helped me um, probably in the last the last five months leading into the London World Championships in 2017 when okay. I was coaching myself. Mm. And that was that was huge for me because I was very much like going on a roller coaster into those world championships because I'd had so much time off from competing and training through injuries um, that I was kind of going, I was like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen here. I know that I can do this, but I need to get myself there mentally and and know that I'm going through a bit of a down here because I'm trying to figure out how to get faster. Um, So, yeah, there was three, four people in my team, Max, um, at the end, which I was very happy about because – they were the ones that had my back no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. They were there day in, day out for me, no matter when I needed them. Yeah, yeah awesome. awesome. Yeah. yeah, that's a conversation we have a lot of about it. We talk about that. Well, whether I should reduce my team and get rid of you. <coughs> <laughs> we are a team. Well, I, I think about it often. How, no, are, you, how are you getting a training? I know. I know. I've got to keep him around because he's the chauffeur. Yeah, that's all. It, that's <laughs> all it's good for. I should just get my little hat and chauffeur's hat. I know, right? <laughs> we see a lot in sport about, um, particularly in elite sport, people that, you know who've sports been their entire life and then they retire mm. from sport. Um, we see, yeah, and and. These days, I think it's getting a little bit better, but we did see a lot of people struggling with the what's next mm. and what, you know, because it's been so much of their life mm-hmm. for so long. How was that transition from for you when you decided to retire from very, the sport? Very hard. Yeah. It still is. Mm. I still have moments that um, I just think, God, what am I good at? I feel shit at everything, you know. Mm. Like I, sport was my life mm. and is my life. Mm. I loved athletics and I'm going to admit it. And yes, it did define me. Mm. Yeah. It was who mm. I was. And I don't, I'm not ashamed of that because no, I loved it be. so much. Mm. And everyone's like, sport shouldn't define you. Your results shouldn't define you. I'm like, but they did. Yeah. Mm. Because yeah. that's what I worked so hard for. That was the only yeah. thing really in my life that I cared about. Mm-hmm. It was my passion and I enjoyed it and yeah. I loved it. And What's wrong with that? What's wrong with allowing it to define you? Um, So I felt bad for a little while because it wasn't the thing that it should be. It shouldn't be that. Mm. And I didn't have anything else. Like I wasn't Mm. an academic. I didn't go to university. I tried it, but I wasn't very good at it. So (laughs) I left. (laughs) I I guess to, to give myself some credit, I try a lot of things. I give everything a go. Yeah. Yeah. And even though I'm I'm nervous or I'm not great at it, mm. I still give it a go. Yeah, um, that's important. Absolutely. We talk about that a lot. Don't we, we do. Yeah, yeah, I think I think you have to. And as much as it's scary, you just have to swallow your pride yep. a lot of the time yep. and do it. And I and that's what I've had to do a lot since retiring from athletics. Is okay. You're not number one in the world now, and you're going to be going into something else. That you're going to be like one thousandth in the world yeah, at this. Yeah. It's it's not going to be easy. Um, and but the thing that I think scares me the most is I'm not that eighteen, nineteen year old out of high school going into the workforce yeah. where everyone expects you to be not great at it. Yeah, I yeah. feel I feel like there's an expectation, there's an expectation of me. Yeah to be good at something else mm. because I was so good at it, sport yeah, and yeah. it's not true. It's not that, it's <laughs> not that easy. It's <laughs> not that easy. Um, and so, you know, going into this media role with Seven, it's it's scary and I've stuffed up so many times and I've 
bawled my eyes out going home, like literally the <laughs> oh, <laughs> no. snorts yeah. crying. And you're like, I don't want anyone to yeah. see me right now. Exactly. <laughs> and then I and then I get home and the, the producer's calling me, the chief of staff's calling me to make sure I'm okay. Like, no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. And I literally went inside and my husband's hugging me, like saying it's okay. And I'm like, I'm not doing this to myself anymore. I promised myself that when I retire from athletics, I'm not going to put this pressure on myself. I don't want to feel it anymore. I hate it. I want to give up. I'm not putting the pressure on myself. I don't want pressure on in my life anymore. I'm sick of it. I guess, okay, it's fine. And then quit. I'm like, I'm going to. Next morning, oh, I better go to work. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> no, but that, that's the thing. That shows your resilience. Yeah. It, and and yeah, that's also the athlete mindset. Yeah. It's you yeah. keep going back because you want to be good at what you're doing yeah. and you want that challenge and you you want to have something to focus on and, and, and those goals. And you're like, okay, actually, do you know what? I'm just going to keep going and things will get better. And, and they will. Things they do. Yeah. And they do. And, and that's that's just life. You keep, you keep going and until you, because you, you know, when you first started hurdling and you first started sprints, yeah. you weren't world champion then. Yeah, you right. just, with time, got better. So it's exactly the same with anything else you do. Yeah. Can yeah. I just say? Yes. There is not a person that's ever walked or rolled this earth who sucks at hurdles more than you. Oh, I do. I suck at hurdles. <laughs> Sally hasn't heard this story. No, she hasn't. Go on. You got a few minutes to tell it. Uh, r- yeah, we got it. We, hey, Rube. Hey, Rube. <laughs> <laughs> so we were training at the track um and um you might see now whenever we get to the track i do a lap with tash first before she does anything and the reason for that is because (gasps) a few years ago uh, when was it 2019 september 2019 september 2019 tash was on the track doing a warm-up somebody had left a hurdle out on the track and and i didn't see it because tash's uh, tash's visual impairment Things that come up on her really quickly, she'll never see in time. So she's gone head first. <gasps> face first. Face first. Um, <laughs> so below the level of where my helmet is, it's got me on the bridge of my nose. Oh my and the, the back wheels of the race chair have um, literally planted the base of the hurdle in place with me stuck between the front of the hurdle and the, and the base. And it's basically like me hitting a brick wall. Um, I ended up with post-traumatic amnesia. I still have no memory of around about two or three months of my life. And I still have um, concussion issues this, this day with anxiety and stuff that I never had previously because of that. So <laughs> Can I be inappropriate and say... Welcome to Hurdles. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> I know. Like, I'm like, oh, oh hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Wha- what, what are you going to try and press now? Don't make me pull out a hurdle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yes. A coffee Subway sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Subway sandwich because he's only a foot long. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I told you oh we were pretty God. loose. <laughs> oh, no. oh my goodness! But seriously, every, you had the cut across the bridge of your nose, wow. and I was like, "Are you okay?" And you're like, "Yeah, I think I'm okay," and everything was all good. And then we got to, I'm like, "You know what? Let's go to the hospital and just get yeah. you checked out, just to m- make sure." And for whatever reason, we made the call. You seemed okay, but we'd made the call to keep you in overnight, just to be sure. So just really quickly, we um, you s- we'd missed dinner at the hospital. So you're like, let's go down. You missed f- dinner at the hospital. Yeah, oh, missed dinner at the right. hospital. That was being convenient. <laughs> oh, yeah, bloody tragic. <laughs> <laughs> done it a bit earlier. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you said to me, let's go down to the food court and um, get food down there. So I came down with you. And while we're sitting, so we went to one of the little cafes. You got a wrap. 
you don't do you remember any of this you don't remember no. this no. we went down and got uh, you, you got a wrap and then we're over at the coffee shop waiting for your cup of tea um you had the wrap in your hand no sorry i had the wrap um and we we're waiting for your tea and the coffee shop we're just out getting your wrap um had was shutting and you looked over and you're like oh shit i'm not going to be able to get anything now they're shut uh, and we'd literally just been there. Just I'm been like, there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we got your tea, oh, went back up to the hospital room. You jumped into the hospital bed. I put your tea and the wrap on the table beside your bed. Yeah. And you looked at me and went, where did that come from? <laughs> I thought, hello, here we go. We got a few problems wow. here. Anyway, yeah. that shit went on for a few months. <laughs> yes. I, yeah. I won Auckland Marathon that year <laughs> and have absolutely no memory of it wow. like nothing nothing that's oh, probably a good I, thing then yeah. you could get through a lot I of know, training right? and, yeah, and no. not remember <laughs> no, what right. you did I, ca- I came up over the top of Auckland Harbour <laughs> Bridge and this is the only thing I remember about the race is looking down the bridge and going holy fuck how did I get here <gasps> <laughs> the only reason I Whoa. knew what I was doing or where I was was I had an, I had the lead cyclist in front of me and I've kind of looked up and gone okay oh, I'm, off, I'm, off, I'm obviously doing a marathon so I'll just keep going and did you get like to that point and you're like man I'm feeling really tired right now <laughs> yeah. why am I so I tired so I got got you know up it's two kilometres up the, har- um, the harbour bridge. And I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> well, I'm a bit knackered, but now I know why. <laughs> uh, yeah, fun times. Yeah. Fun yeah. times. Because at the time, probably five or six times a day, Tash was just forgetting where she was. Like, we'd be at the gym and I'd be at one end of the gym doing something. She'd be at the other. And she'd ring me in a mad panic going, where are we and how did we get here? So, is that normal for a concussion to last that long? Uh, <laughs> that, that was that was you know within weeks of it actually happening, but but still that's but yeah, yeah. yeah. D- it went on for three months at least. Yeah, yeah. is that normal? I I remember towards the end of the appointments I was having with the, the rehab specialist mm. there and, and they said like every concussion injury is very very different mm. and they said although. The you know the head knock was quite small. It had obviously just given me a big brain rattle, yeah. and um, for me that was just what happened. Yeah, but, you know, everybody's mm. different. Yeah. yeah, I had a concussion once. I fell off a fence. Ooh. I was in the school. That'll ground. do it. I was in the school grounds <laughs> illegally when I was ten. I think <laughs> <laughs> fell off a fence. Can't remember anything oh, still to this no. day of how it happened. Well, I think I fell off a fence. One person said I was tap dancing down a rocky hill. <laughs> Person said I fell That's a fence. very different story. So <laughs> I don't know which one's true because I don't remember it. Tap Maybe dancing. you were tap dancing whilst climbing over a fence. Who knows? Maybe you just <laughs> never know. We were 10. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a fun story. <laughs> so where does your drive for success come from? I don't know where it comes from. I think it's just in me. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've developed it. I think I've just always been like this because yep. I remember – the first time I ever really felt a drive for success was when I was six, mm-hmm. where I was at gymnastics. And do you remember the show, The Gladiators? You know, yes. The, yeah. yeah. yeah no. Back in the 90s, like the early one, the yeah, first the one. The first one, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was the biggest show on TV, I think, at the time. And I remember we were watching it and then we'd go to gymnastics the next day and the coach would be like, you know, you girls are so much better than those gladiators and you're only six. You could be doing exactly what those guys are doing. And I'm like... Yeah, I can. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and I, I just remember, f- I remember that day vividly and I just, I remember thinking, yeah, I'm going to be the best. It's, it's I didn't just, know it's what that, though. I think it was. Yeah. It really was. And I just knew from that moment on, 
that I was going to be the best at something. Yeah. Mm. I didn't know what it was going to be because I didn't know athletics then. I was a gymnast. That's all I did. And from that day on, I've just, it's, I've always known I was going to be good. There was moments there where I wasn't doing any sport, wasn't training. I was just naturally good at sport, but I just kept doing it. You had that mindset of whatever you were doing, you were going to. You would be the best at. No, not. I didn't mm. think I was going to be anything. Like no. I, I, I would play netball. I mm. play some sports at school. I, I was good at it. Yeah. But I knew that it, that wasn't going to be my sport. Like yeah. I knew when I was playing something, it wasn't going to be it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that I was fast. And, and when I started doing little athletics, I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to go to the Olympics for this and win it one day. Yeah. I just, yeah. I just you, knew it. You just knew that. Yeah. Yeah. So as a coach, what would you say the hardest part of being a coach is? Um, not having the mental control over your athlete. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. You can instill so much advice yep. and wisdom into them, but you can't, you can't think it for them. You can't be in their brain mm-hmm. and, and be that strong person when they need it. Yep. They have to be that strong person. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes they, they just can't be and yep. they need to be upset. They need to be yep. vulnerable. They just need to cry. They need to vent. And you just want to say, no, you've got this. You can do it. Yeah. But you, you can't yep. do it. You can't do it for them. Mm. What are you what? looking at me for? Uh, hey, you were looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> what, what would you say is the hardest thing for you, Adam, about being a coach? <laughs> Just out of interest. Uh, do we want to go there? <laughs> um, am I, am I asking we, for trouble now? Do we want that in alphabetical order? Or? No, no, it's not. No, uh, look, I, I'd, I would say the toughest thing for me on, in an honest go on. way would be you, you're an amazing athlete. Thank you. And that's, that's I think fine. you are. And the hardest, I think the thing I struggle with most is me telling you what the session's going to be and you just wanting to do more. Yeah, okay. Which I get, <laughs> but there's a reason that we're, you know, we're doing things a certain way and all yes. that. And, yeah. and it's, that I was very much like that yeah. as well mm. as an athlete. Yeah. You'd give me something. I would do exactly what you wanted me to do. Mm. But I'm like, I think I just need to do this as well. Like, are you sure that's <laughs> enough? I just, I don't know. I don't, it's, it's, yep. it's just that questioning. And then it, I feel bad for the coach mm. as well because I'm like, man, I am just a pushy person here and I'm really <laughs> yeah. taking, <laughs> and me. some coaches can handle it and some yeah. can't. But I think as a coach, you need to not take it personally. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not saying about you guys, no, but, but the coaches need to just understand that this is a good sign in an athlete. Yeah, oh, 100%. Because, yeah. But if you don't know that and you're getting to taking it too personally, then you're probably not coaching the right person yeah, for you. Yeah. You've got to have a stronger personality than the athlete yeah. or at least match it yeah. because yeah. you want your athlete to be eager. You want them to be keen. But you also need to be able to explain to that athlete what and why you're doing things. And yeah. if you can't do that, then you're in the wrong job. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. We, we do a pretty well. And the athlete well. needs to understand as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. need to be like, okay, coach. We had one one time, and it, it doesn't happen often, uh, but we're in we're in Canberra in the gym, and I'm like, I'd really like you to be doing it this way, this way. And she's like, well, everyone else does it this yeah. way. And I was like, you know what? I don't give a fuck what everybody else does. Yeah. I'm your coach. You're the athlete. And yeah, I chucked, I had a bit of a... You had a hissy fit. I had a bit of a hissy fit. But no, okay. I pulled we, my head in pretty quickly yeah, too. Nah. We, we, um, we're lucky that we have this relationship yeah. where we can just be very open and honest yeah, and with each other. So, yeah. and, and I think it's because we spend 
all of our waking hours together. We, well, we were in we were in twelve. Uh, we were in Canberra for twelve days. Yes, oh twelve days God. together, which included two days of driving at each end of that. So <laughs> yeah, as and well. by and by by the uh, yeah. by the, uh, from the Gold Coast. <laughs> yes, I want to go to Canberra so bad. <laughs> Can we please? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Canberrians. Love you, Canberra. Actually, we, where we stay when we go, we don't don't mind too much. It's good restaurants and stuff there. Yeah. So no, it's, it's getting better down there. Yeah. Yeah, we it were is. like six minute drive to the track to the AOS yeah. track, and yeah. it was it was pretty good, you know. Yes. Um, yeah, but um, so what does inclusion look like to you? <sighs> Bet you'd never worried, been asked that one. I was one worried before. you're going to ask me a question <laughs> like this, and, and then be be honest because yeah. you know th- there's lots of people that you ask that question to, and they go, "Do you know what? I I don't actually know. It's not something I've ever thought about. It's not something I've needed to think about, no. or or they've said, um, you know, there needs to be big improvements or whatever. Mm. If how how do you see? Mm disability being I guess integrated into what you do as a coach yeah. or I mean obviously you're not going to really get any wheelchair people doing oh, hurdles but you never know wheelchair limbo or something <laughs> <laughs> um uh, I think for me being in this sport there's always been the AWD side mm-hmm. AWD yeah. side sorry yeah. uh, or para, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Is it para? Is either all? Either all. Okay. Yeah. Um, there's always been that side to the sport, so I've always been aware that mm-hmm. there is this other side to our sport, and mm. we all need to be respectful of one another. We mm. all need to be um, understanding of our sport. That there's so many different sides to it. Yep. Um, I think the thing that for me has been lacking, and that's why I like to ask questions, and I always mm. feel. Awkward asking questions because I don't know. We we We, were actually we we were were talking about this. It's so cool. We we were saying how wonderful it is for somebody to actually show genuine interest because quite often, and, and and as sad as this is to say, you you get pigeonholed as not being quite as capable as other yeah. athletes and that and that's a crying shame because yeah. us paras put a hell of a lot of work into yeah. our crafting our skills and mm-hmm. and it, it's nice to have somebody that shows a genuine interest yeah. who's, who's able-bodied and 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 really wants to know i so do yeah, yeah. and mm. i think i i think there needs to be i want to say education yeah. around it and understanding for able-bodied athletes to yeah. un- and people yeah. to understand that um your side a lot more yeah mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah yeah, yeah because absolutely. if we d- if there isn't that side of it first mm. then we're never going to know mm. because people don't want to ask questions yeah. because yeah. they don't feel like it's th- it's their right to yeah. even ask they don't want to i don't know bring up any sour thoughts from yeah. you guys. I don't, I don't know yeah. what yeah, it is. No, no, I don't know no. why we feel like we can't ask a question because yeah. it's just human nature. Exactly. We're, curi- we we're yeah, curious exactly. people. 100%. We like to, we like to know about yeah. someone else and, yeah. and understand their point of view and what they're doing. I think it's really important. Um, I remember at Commonwealth Games in 2014 in Glasgow, oh, in our apartment we were staying with some wheelies and um, we would sometimes get together in the lounge room and watch and watch the games on TV and, I, I remember this thing. So I opened the door for one of the wheelies and that was probably the worst thing that I could have ever done. Really? Yeah, because oh. they said... <laughs> Let it me was guess, a bit I of could do that myself. Yeah, they said... Yeah. Oh. Well, their, their specific thing, they said, 
I hate being helped by ABs. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. yeah. And I was like, I didn't know if I didn't, I was like, I felt terrible because I'm like, I know you're more than capable to open a door. You just but I would have I would have done that for anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? That's Even a really uncommon reaction. Yeah, it was yeah. yeah. okay. People yes. people yeah. do think I think it's it's widely it's a widely held belief that that's a really popular feeling amongst people with disabilities or wheelies or whatever. And it's actually not. It's no. really not. Um you know, we will never begrudge anybody who offers to give us a hand or whatever. You know? That's it's why when we're yeah. in the car park, yeah, yeah. I'm like, do I ask or not? I'm like, do I put, do I pull that the boot <laughs> door down? I don't know, but I'll offer anyway. Sally, I could use your height right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing because because of that that experience, experience that I yeah. had, yeah. I'm like, okay, I can't help people. I can't help these people at all. Yeah, because they 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 will they're able they're de- definitely able to do it themselves. But I'm like. I'm a per, I'm a helper. I like yeah. helping people. Yeah. That's why I'm a coach. Exactly. I, I like it's to I like to help people, mm. whether you are abled or not. Yeah. I like to be there. And the, and the thing is, in the disability community, just as in the able bodied community, you're going to have some assholes. It's just yeah. it's just oh, like of so. You're, yeah. you're, it's just you know human nature. Everybody sees things differently. Everybody yeah. has different opinions. Um, for the most part, we say offer help but don't yeah. take over so yes, don't just don't and, and and sadly it happens quite often people come and just take over and actually make our lives harder for us mm. but don't ever be afraid to offer someone help because yeah. that's just polite it's yeah. just polite whether whether you know somebody's an able-bodied person or yeah. not i don't think has anything to do with it it's just it's just being polite yeah and, yeah. and i remember you telling me your experience at a competition once and that you didn't feel seen or or you were yeah. s- you were there and no one saw you no one helped you yeah. no one even acknowledge that yeah. you were there and i think that's another education step that we need to take is yes. to be aware of yeah. everybody around you mm. yeah. and make sure that they're heard make sure that they're listened to and even when speaking specifically at the athletic track at training i'm always telling people who come on the track if you guys are trying to leave lane three free like yeah. that's yeah, their lane yeah. that's what they need to do like and I, and I try and steer clear of it all the time no, because I'm that. always aware. And like mm. that's just track etiquette as yes. well. Like yeah. I'm like, 100%. And I'm like, lane one is for the members of the, the centre as well. Yeah. And I'm like, we've got to make sure that lane's free. Yeah, so, and exactly. then because we're hurdles, we have to take up a full lane because yeah. we have hurdles to put in the way. Yes. And, and I hate being a hurdler <laughs> because of that reason. <laughs> Me and Hannah were talking about it the other day. Hannah's the athlete that I coach. and, and Hello, like, Hannah, if you're watching. Yeah, hey, I'm like, Hannah. We hate being hurdlers because we're always in the way. Because <laughs> 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 we need a lane and we yes. can't like change no. lanes all of a sudden. Just so add an extra few lanes to the track and just yeah. have, have like hurdles. hurdles. Yes. <laughs> just have yeah. hurdles there. Yeah. 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 All right. I think we'll do one more question. Um, knowing what you know now about your life and how it's everything's gone and what you've done, what advice would you give 10-year-old Sally? Um, I think to... Um, enjoy the process a bit more Mm -hmm. i felt like there was a uh, there was a a big period in my career and in my life Mm -hmm. that i didn't enjoy it because um it it was a job Mm -hmm. and i didn't i didn't soak up as much of the atmosphere the comp vibe the training vibe the fact that i was an international athlete the best in the world traveling the world yeah going to all these amazing places I didn't take advantage of it. it. And was that because you was just so focused yeah. on winning? Yes. Yeah. 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 I mean, don't get me wrong. I loved racing. I loved winning. But I, 
there's so much more to that. So enjoying the getting to know other athletes, yeah. Yeah. making more friends. Be, but I must admit, as much as I probably don't come across it, I am a very shy person when I'm around new people. Yeah. So for me, we're not in these countries for very long. We're in there for like a day and a half yeah. max, yeah. two yeah. days. And for me to be able to put myself out there and just introduce myself to other people or other athletes yep. is, is quite hard yeah. for me yeah. as well. So I've always made that a bit of an effort later on in my career and life is mm. to just put my hand out and shake the hand yeah. and say, yeah. hi, yeah. I'm yeah. Sally. Yeah. And that's that's out of my comfort zone. Yeah. So I think that's what I would probably tell my younger self is just mm. to enjoy that experience a bit more and, yeah, and be a bit more comfortable in my surroundings. That's really cool. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Very this is it's you. been really, really cool. We we did have other uh, other questions to ask, but uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. we might might get you in for a part two sometime Why if not? you fancy. I'm it. happy. Yeah, yeah. cool. Happy All right, all. sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Awesome. Right. Thanks, Sweet. guys. No worries. Um, we're gonna just leave the live for a second. Yes. Whilst we say goodbye to Sally. We'll be here waiting, but we'll um, be back. But yes, we'll we'll finish off the rest of the podcast in a minute. Thank you, guys. I enjoy how creepy I sound on this microphone. By <laughs> the way. You, do, you do sound very creepy. He's creepier <laughs> when he sits there playing playing with his stumps the whole time as well. You'll often see Stump me in it. the in the podcast going, "Dude, stop! Just stop!" <laughs> you just you're gonna give those devotees some really weird shit to look at. By the way, some what? <laughs> oh, oh, oh that you had the other. Oh, yeah, the, yeah. The, these are the people <laughs> that just um, get a bit of a kick out Not of the fetishes. Se sexual kick out of yeah, people. They were talking yeah, some, they were talking something similar about that on the radio about what would you do with your um, your prosthetic. Like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yes. hate to imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks, no so. worries. All right. Okay, and we are back. And we're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> Hello, people. Hello. So that was fun having Sally on. She's so cool. She's she's, she's, she's really a, good to speak to. She's a cool chick. Yeah. Yeah. I so yeah. I shouldn't say chick. Some people don't like it, but she's awesome. She's I'm awesome. Sure she wouldn't care. No, yeah. I'm sure she wouldn't. Anyway. All right. All right. So what are we going to be talking about in the rest of the show? No, well, let's hit the button and see. Let's do it. Like two cripples using a beach towel to skydive, this could go anywhere. Welcome to the soapbox session. What was I? What was I drinking, or what was I smoking when I came up with that? <laughs> like two cripples using a beach towel to skydive. It's this kind of perfect, though. Really, oh, it, it could go anywhere. It's kind of right up our alley. <laughs> yeah, I think, it but really yeah, is. I don't know, that, that's that's pretty fucked up, even for me. Oh, you reckon? Yeah. I don't know. I've I've heard you say many more fucked up things. <laughs> I'm I, actually I know. I'm pretty uh, sure I wet myself last night over something you said. I mean, not literally. That'd be kind of weird. Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was very fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't about my taxidermied Oh yeah, maybe it was. Maybe was it a yeah, okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna post that. I'm not gonna spill yeah, the beans we'll, now, but we'll we'll talk about that in the next episode, maybe. Yeah, 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 <laughs> post that to the um So, soapbox session. Has have you have you seen on I think it's on the ABC, there's a new show that's coming out or it's started or it's about to start. Um and it's about disabled people dating. No, but you have told me about it, so I'm I'm really mm. interested to hear a little bit I more. I just I just saw it. it so I, I think that it looks like a uh, it looks like a cool show and all that sort of stuff. And it's you know it's there's 
Um, I think there's some people with intellectual disabilities on there and, you know, all, all sorts of different things and stuff. But, um, yeah, I thought that was a worth, a, worth a conversation on the soapbox today. Okay, so is it people with disabilities dating other people with disabilities? Yes. Okay, and is it like a documentary-style one or is it like a math-style one where they're trying to set them up with each other? Do you know? I think it... Uh, I think they get picked for each other okay. and then they get sent on sent a date. I've, I've not watched it, yeah. so I don't know. So oh, please if don't. Any, if anyone out there does know, let us know. Please don't shoot me down if yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. What are your thoughts on it? Oh. On that? I mean, without, without seeing it, without yeah, yeah, watching yeah. it, but you know, we know the general premise of the idea. I'm, I'm very much in two minds about this. Yeah. So I get that there's a lot of shows in the able-bodied community that are similar where they're setting people up on dates they're helping people to find love and all that kind of stuff which which on the outside is 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 lovely it's a lovely concept you want people to be happy you want people to find love yeah that's people in general the the problem is once you bring a concept like this to why are you bobbing along <laughs> what what is going on in your head that you're bobbing i don't know <laughs> I, I'm I, just, I was falling just off. wondering. I was actually, I, I was kind of leaned <laughs> too far over and was about to fall off. So, so I made, you bobbed back. I just, I just made it look like I was dancing. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so <laughs> so when you're, but when you're talking about pe- people with disabilities and you're doing a similar kind of show, the problem you may have and they may find is that it actually turns into inspiration porn. Yeah. And 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 this is the issue I have with it. And and inspiration porn, it's that oh nice fuzzy stuff that makes the able-bodied people feel good about themselves. Oh my life isn't that bad oh isn't that sweet those those poor little cripples are finding love yeah, that kind of thing and i i i'm so in two minds about it because i, d- I think everybody deserves to find love everybody yeah, deserves yeah, to be happy yeah. um but at the same time i feel like there may be a lot of people watching it for the same reasons yeah. for the wrong reasons the even wrong. Yeah, yeah. yeah 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 i i'm with you i i think you know I think everyone deserves to find love and everyone, whether disability, not dis- no, no disability, um, black, white, green, purple, pink with yellow polka dots, doesn't matter. Everyone deserves to find love. I just don't, I, I'm not entirely sure I'm comfortable with a show being made purely just about people with disabilities, like as the focus. Yeah. For, like it's... It just seems a I'd, little I'd bit be circusy to me. Yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's the right word, but it just it seems a little bit sideshowy, circusy. Yeah, sort I don't of know if you should be talking about sideshow freaks when you're no, talking about not <laughs> not sideshow freaks. No, that's not what I'm talking. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just Sorry. joking. We'll cut that bit out. I didn't mean it like that. No, I just it seems like it, it's just a. It where does it go? Like it shouldn't even be a public interest. Yeah, really. It, like yeah. I, don't, I don't think it even fits into that category. Yeah. I, I, I think I'd have less of a problem with it if mm. they had interabled couples. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't. I just feel like there's going to be people there watching it, getting the warm and fuzzies purely because it's disabled people finding yeah. love, like it's some kind of big deal. Yeah. Um. Th- there's th- those extra nuances that you don't get in an able-bodied dating show. Yeah. Um. It, and 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 mm. it kind of breeds that whole um, stereotypical thing that people with disabilities struggle to find love. Mm. That and and yeah. also, I, d- I, d- I worry there'd be some gawking at it and yeah. people being. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I mean, yeah. we we've got a, a, f- a, a friend of ours who 
has founded a dating app for people yes. with disabilities, which I think is a fantastic thing because, yes. um, you know, I, I think, you know, there's a lot of, you know, preconceived ideas about people with disabilities and, mm. you know, um, you know, I think that's a great thing. But, yeah, I just think out in the public domain, like it's... Yeah, like making it's a, show, a TV show out of it for entertainment value that's when it that's why i asked whether it was more of a documentary or you yeah. know a dating kind of show because as, as a doco maybe it's more of an awareness thing but as an entertainment show that i feel like mm. it's possibly there for the wrong reason but well i'll tell yeah. you what i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch it you might want to watch it too and um, maybe it's something we can come back to on our next episode or the episode after and um and now, once we've actually watched an episode, maybe shoot yeah. the breeze about it. Maybe we should have thought about that before using it for this episode. <laughs> no, I, I'm, I'm, no, I know. I'm, I'm I, I still think that the, our thoughts will be the same regardless. Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I've got, I've got pretty strong feelings on this one. I yeah, just, yeah. Fair but um, for those of us, uh, of you, those of us, those of you watching and listening, um, really love to hear your thoughts on this and and. Um, whether you're a person with disability or not, you know people with disabilities, you've got family, whatever, um, we would love to hear your personal perspective. Yeah, 100%. So um, send us a – drop it in the comments. Send Do us it. a DM. A DM? DM. DM. I get, keep getting in trouble because – No, well, it's – yeah. Is it DM because we only have it on Insta, so yeah. Yeah, anyway. okay. Drop us a DM. Mm -hmm. I keep saying DM or message or whatever and uh, you keep getting mad at me. So. <laughs> okay. All but right. th I think – that whole thing actually leads perfectly into our next segment. Yes, I, I agree. Yes. It does. All right. Yep. All right. I'm going to hit the button. Do it. I'm doing it. Can you reach it? I can reach it. <laughs> sure does. Oh, come on. Dude. My eyes were failing me. Uh-huh. It's the moral of the day. What are you laughing at? I'm like pointing at you and you're not even noticing. No, I noticed. <laughs> I just choose to ignore it now. <laughs> so, more of the day today um, is a lady I happened to come across. <laughs> um, it was a few months ago now, but I, I've just been looking for an opportunity to talk about this because it just... It kind of fits perfectly with our, our last topic, doesn't it? Yeah. So... Um, I was picking up some stuff from a disability supply place. And um, it's it's a volunteer organisation, which I think is amazing because I, I love volunteers. I think people who volunteer their own time to do things are amazing people. Yes. So let me preface this by saying that. But it, this is run by volunteers generally of the older generation. Yes. And uh, anyway, so I've gone to pick up my stuff. And um, oh, we, we got small talking a little bit and she saw my wedding ring on my finger, which I haven't got on at the moment because I was at iFly and, and didn't put it ah. back on. Um, so, yes, I, I am married. I just don't have it on at the moment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or have you just looked down at your finger and gone, oh, holy shit, where's my ring gone? Oh, no, I was, out, I was out for dinner the other night with Christy and I'm like, oh, shit, my wedding ring's not there. I, was, I, I have got it still. I promise it's just in the car. I had to take it off for iFly. I'm sorry. Um, hello, iFly. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she noticed my wedding ring, this lady, and she's like, oh, you're married. And um, 
<laughs> what, somebody would have you? Yeah, no, I know. Joking. And she's <laughs> like, oh, you're married. And I said, yeah, we've been married for however many years it was. It was well, it's 12, coming up on 12. And um, she said, oh, oh, aren't you lucky she stuck by you? Because <laughs> you're such a burden. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, in my head I'm going, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, but, you know, wow. notwithstanding the fact that this lady was about 400. So um, <laughs> I, I didn't want to, you know, come down on too hard. But I was like, well, yeah. Fuck me. I've been disabled my whole life. So she knew what she was getting herself in for. <laughs> Did she though? Poor bugger. Yeah, probably not. No, probably not. I mean, then there's there's disabled people and then there's... And then there's you. Then there's me. <laughs> uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you did go out and purposely make yourself more disabled. I did. I cut my fucking legs off. It's great. <laughs> more, no, I was going to say more people. No, don't do it. Don't do it unless you need to. Uh, anyway, like... Mm. People, guys, like yeah. that whole attitude, that, that lady, the whole attitude that people with disabilities are a burden to their partners, you know, we bring a lot to the table as it's, well. It's a very, and I mean, granted, she was a, an old lady and we do find in society that older people tend to be, tend to be, have, you know, yeah, because they they've had those those um, yeah, biased views pushed on them the whole their whole lives. Hundred so, percent, yeah, and 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 that happens. However, you still <laughs> find it with some younger people as well, and 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 you do mm. find it in society in general, and it, it it can be a little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we we are not a burden to anyone. Mm-hmm. No. I might burden you constantly, but you know, little that's, that's, little, that's a different story. But I stick around, so yeah, you know, that's because okay. that, that's because I force you to. I think we burden each other. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah. we freaking do. I think we give. E- I think we give each other shit anyway. So yeah, so, this is yeah, true. It's, it's this how is we true. Di- it's just how we deal with the pain. But you know, th- there's there are plenty of reasons why you would be in a relationship with somebody with a disability, just like you would be with some somebody that's able-bodied. Like yeah. l- love knows no boundaries. It's it's just it's stupid. Oh, was that? That was, was that very a bit philosophical <laughs> of you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I'm usually like the whole love thing. Bleh, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me do that in the microphone because it sounds real. Love knows no boundaries. Oh, I'm worried about you, hey. Oh, okay, you're a, you're a bit of a creepy motherfucker, aren't you? <laughs> yes, <laughs> I saying. am. And proud of it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, that was that was my moron of the day. I mean, I feel bad in saying that, but I kind of don't. But, but no, like people need to know. <sighs> like, yeah, like fuck me. Oh, life. she's stuck by you. Like, you know, if I <laughs> to be fair, I mean, I, I think she was spot on. <laughs> yeah. She, well, it was she was either that or bloody intuitive, considering <laughs> she doesn't know me. <laughs> All right. Should we should we move on from that? Yeah. Anyway, go, going from one person saying a wrong thing to another. Yes. All right. This one's going to be fun. I need some new dance moves because every t- I do like the same dance every time. <laughs> oh, at least you're not doing the robot, which is also <laughs> your general. Oh, yeah, I do, I do do the robot, don't I? Like yeah. constantly. I'll do that in the next one. I know. Um, okay. <laughs> Today's social media takedown. I know we talk about this kind of weird shit a lot, but... That's because you get all the creepy motherfuckers. Because I get a lot of it. You get the creepy motherfuckers. Uh, so anyone that follows me on socials will know that... Um, a few days back, I had a message from someone. Um, can you remember exactly what it said, Adam? Um, 
it basically, it's, it, I don't know if these all come from the same person or not, but it, they all, maybe they go no, to the... No, that's the creepy thing. Maybe this they, thing came from somebody else. Maybe they go to the creepy motherfucker school of social media or something because, yeah, yeah it was Probably. like, I don't mean to be inappropriate or weird, but the, wh- what was it? The mole you the have... The mole on your left foot is very sexy. Yes. <laughs> Like, like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> to start with, why the hell are you on my social media zooming in on my foot that closely that you can <laughs> see I've got a mole there? Oh, please don't, because that's just creeping me the fuck out. Uh, man, like, I, for a start, <laughs> I don't mean to be inappropriate. Like, it's not inappropriate to so, message so someone that you don't know from Adam. I love the fact that he he prefaced the, com- the the sentence that he was about to say, bye, I don't mean to be creepy. So he full well knew he was being creepy. Here we go, here we go. Here's the yeah. message. Um, with all due respect, I really, I really like the mole on the sole of your left foot. It's very sexy. With all due respect. With all due respect. <laughs> where? <laughs> like, <laughs> where? Well, like, meh. So, like, this this goes back to this whole thing. Like, maybe I should be starting some kind of weird OnlyFans account where I'm making myself some money from this shit because... My sister had only... What she, what'd she say? Only, only feet. Only, only feet. <laughs> maybe, th- maybe there's an idea Yeah, that. maybe there is. Like, your lack of feet and my... Mole on my foot. I I wanted to say to the dude, look, if you look at my right foot, there's that many rolls there. <laughs> moles, <laughs> moles. <laughs> that, that many, many rolls. <laughs> you got rolls on your feet. You got That's issues. A problem, I know, right? There's that many moles there that you could do fucking dot to dot. <laughs> there, there's something fun for you. Only feet. Maybe, you know, young Brett McCallum and the awesome team here at Podfire know how to do shit. Maybe that's something we need to get them involved <laughs> An with. An only feats account. Only feats. <laughs> I reckon we can start some kind of weird crip mm-hmm. cripple. And we'll have an offshoot website. of McStumpson. <laughs> stumpy McStumpson. <laughs> stumpy McStumpson. <laughs> with all with all the weird fetish people wanting a stumping from you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean I wouldn't use my real name. I'd just call myself Stumpy McStumpson or something <laughs> like that. What what did I call you last night? St- uh, no, I can't remember, but it was funny. I, I, ca- I can be a funny motherfucker when I want it. You can be, yeah. except you don't remember when you <laughs> I say just funny don't shit. Don't remember. I have, I have. The but anyway, yes. Like, why do I keep getting all these fucked up messages of people wanting me to sell pictures of feet, wanting to go traveling so they can take pictures of my feet, wanting, telling me that I have sexy moles on my feet? Like, uh, what is sexy about a mole on a foot? I think. You should do it. Uh, start up an OnlyFans account? I think you... Hey, look. If you can make some money, why not? This is true. I it, mean, I mean it'd, be, it'd be a good s- good side hustle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, I know, but I don't want to think about somebody with some picture over their bed jacking off to pictures <laughs> of my feet. <laughs> Come on, let's... And you're only saying that because I actually... I, that's exactly the picture I put in your head the other day. <laughs> I know, right? I'm it like, just, you should say to him... Like, creeps me the hell out. I'm like, two grand, the photo is yours. <laughs> Here you go. Uh, please never contact me again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, it's... This, oh, this, God. This sale comes with the with the uh, with the clause with the that, clause yeah. that it's never spoken of again. 
and you never contact <laughs> oh, me again. Just yeah, I'm like, oh god, I'm so done with some of these creepy messages. I tell you. Oh. So and the the worst thing is like so many of them get really offended when you ignore them. Yeah, it's like. Well, there's a reason why I'm ignoring you. There's something seriously wrong with you. Yeah. Anyway, I've had people say to me before about that that foot. Mm. Yeah. It's just I don't know why, but apparently, it's it's some kind of mm. sexual pinup. <laughs> <laughs> most women need to get their breasts out to be a pinup no i just have to get out the mole on my left foot yeah. maybe maybe <laughs> that's fuck. i reckon hey i reckon side hustle like i could do stumps my stumps yeah. and pictures and stuff yeah and 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 you can do feet <laughs> what about feet touching stumps i reckon there'd be some oh. kind of weird weird video we could make of yeah. me slapping my feet on your stumps <laughs> <laughs> you often say to me, "What's wrong with me? What? What's what wrong the with fuck you? is wrong with you?" <laughs> hey, uh, I reckon we can make some really good money out of that. It's a new version yep. of crit porn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. We're running out of time, so we better keep moving. Yeah, let's get this last segment done. All right. The kindness virus. I don't dance to that one very well. No, it's not a very dancey one, uh, unless you want to do the whole, uh, what's yeah. that, like zombie? Zo- Can't even do it properly. No. Yeah. All right, tell me about your experience and what you're talking about this time. All right, so uh, I had the unfortunate um, experience of having to take my young fella, um, Fletch, to the hospital the other day. It was just for precautionary reasons. He was okay, but... Um, Really short, really quickly, he fell over at school, um, and uh, because he hadn't tied his shoelaces. Oh, you didn't <coughs> tell me that bit. Like every fucking <laughs> six-year-old on the face of the earth, hadn't tied his shoelaces, fell hard on both his knees on the concrete at Ouch. school, and and I bet you were a really good advisor. Yeah, for that I was one. like, yeah, yeah, I was like, mate, if I had knees, I'm, I'd give them to you. <laughs> but anyway, so that happened. We feel we. Thinking about it, we think it happened about one o'clock. Mm-hmm. He, I picked him up at three-ish. So he um, picked him up and his knees looked quite red. They were a little bit grazed, but not too bad. But they looked quite red and one was seemed quite swollen. Poor wee man. And he's only six. And so he's only six. Yeah. And he got in the car and he was he was quite emotional about it. Which And he was like, Dad, my knees are really sore. And I talked to him about what happened and... Um, you're right there. You're going to sneeze on me. I'm going to sneeze, but it's it's kind of just sitting there, but not coming. Carry on. Good job. <laughs> um, and he anyway, we got home, and I said to him, "Let's put some ice on it, and you know that should help." And flatly refused. Would not let me come near him with ice. Aww. Wouldn't wouldn't happen. I, I probably wouldn't let you come anywhere near me either. I just throw the ice at you. <laughs> probably true. Knock true me that. out. Yeah. <laughs> and um, so we sat there for a while, and he just he's like, "Dad, they're really sore," and he was going on about it. Which for him is is pretty unusual. Like, you know, he'll hurt himself and he'll he'll have a bit of a cry, or you know, he'll you know, you know, he'll go on about it for a little bit. But he was going on it, so I thought, you know what, let's 
just do the precautionary thing. Let's get him to the hospital, get him to look at it. So we, anyway, anyway, long, long story, long short. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm making this long. I know. Yeah, you're not good at thinking, keeping things short. I'm not, no. You keep telling me I talk too much. So. You don't talk too much. Um. So anyway, we got to the hospital and my kindness for us today is for an awesome nurse who was the first nurse to take a look at him. Her name was Brooke. Hey, Brooke. Hey, Brooke. At the Gold Coast University Hospital, who was doing triage in the kids' uh, ED. Mm-hmm. She was just, she was awesome with him. She was like, and because Fletcher's, Fletcher's out there, but when you first, he first meets someone, he's, he's very shy. He's pretty shut yeah. down. He, he doesn't talk, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, and you could see it with her, it was kind of like, I'm going to get this kid talking, like it's it's going to happen. Yeah. And he did, and eventually he, he did, but she was so good with him. And um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really good. So. I think it takes a special kind of human to work in a in a children's ward or, yeah. a, or you know, be a paediatric nurse or whatever, because y- y- you don't just need your general nursing skills, you also need the ability to, to win these kids over, and that is not an easy thing to do with children. Absolutely you know, they, not. They need to trust you, to yeah. open up to you, and, you know, and, and sometimes when they're young, they can't really explain mm. what the issue is, so... Yeah. It's, um, she was yeah. just great. She just had a, an easygoing way. She was fun with him. Um, you know, uh, as it turned out, he was fine. He, you know. Um, and I d- do you know what? I don't think nurses get a l- enough um, no respect for, for the no. jobs they do. It's fucking hard, you Absolutely. know. They work ridiculous hours for very little pay yep. and have the weight of the world on their shoulders and get people speaking to them like absolute shit and i i just yep. think um you know as as much as yes it was her job to look after fletcher it's it's very very different when you can tell that somebody really cares yep. and really really wants to help you can do your job and then you or you can do your job in a way that is a way that somebody knows that you're you're there for the right reasons and you you freaking love what you do and 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 you're and making a difference for that person absolutely yeah like yeah. you can go to work every day and just and and do things adequately and, yeah. and do get your job done but to actually go out every day and really touch someone not in a physical way because that, <laughs> that would be a little bit <laughs> really I, I think someone. i don't think you'd be keeping your job then yeah, <laughs> you, yeah, might, you might not. you might find that you're not going back to work the next day and mm. maybe ending up in jail but mm-hmm. um but yeah you know touch somebody emotionally and, yeah. and make a really big difference to them so um thanks to thanks to brooke for, thank you brooke for, for being if kind you, if and you making were, a difference. if you're watching uh, you Hopefully you are. You're a bloody legend and you are by two parents who were a little concerned that their kid had cracked something. You're awesome. Yes. Thank you. And and thank you to all the nurses out yeah, there that absolutely. go out every single day and put up with people's bullshit and, and yep. really do um, keep the hospital system going and, and, and you know, that's that's actually what they do. A couple of well, one, yeah, absolutely some of my favourite people in the world, yeah. nurses. You're absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Anyway. Right. I think that is us for the day. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. I I can't believe it. We actually got through things in our in our t- allotted time of I an know, hour fifty minutes quarter past one go us i know high five that that is something that never happens if you guys are regulars you will know by now that we 
you tend to go on a little bit sometimes. Apparently, I talk too much. Oh, you've just said that. I know, but I keep getting told, so I'm no, going to keep saying. No, you don't talk too much. You, you talk just too much. You don't know how to end a conversation. You don't. You don't know how to end a conversation. <laughs> you get to the end of a conversation and you ask another question. <laughs> I am the team's public relations manager, which is fantastic, except when you're in a rush to get somewhere. Yeah, anyway, point. guys. Anyway. Um. On the next episode, have we got, got anything sorted? Is it you interviewing me on the next one? Yeah, I believe it I is. I believe it is. Yeah. So uh, you're going to be getting payback for my interview <laughs> with you last week. Oh, <laughs> shit. What what have I got myself um, into? Trust me, I have a list of shit on my phone <laughs> that, of, of stuff that I'm going to give you shit about. So. Yes. So don't forget, um, if you like what you've seen, heard, uh, get on, subscribe to the podcast, like it. Um, if you've got any questions, if we've talked about something that's you've liked, something you've hated, drop us a message. Do it. Yep. And we will catch you next time, people. Have a great week. Peace. Bye. Well, that's a wrap for this week's episode of Two Cripples, One Pair of Legs. As always, we'd like to thank our studio guests for joining us and, of course, to the legends at Podfire for making all of this come to life. If you like what you've heard or even if we've offended the shit out of you but you still want to hear more, make sure you hit the subscribe button and also check out our Insta page, twocrips.oneparoflegs, and you'll be the first to know when a new episode drops. <laughs>